Utah is looking to get back in the win column as they take on the Arizona State Sun Devils inside Rice-Eccles Stadium. Which Utah Utes are in for a big performance as they attempt to get that win? We're talking about on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown YouTube our first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcasts. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you like and subscribe. We love interacting with you guys in the comments. You can follow our show on social media at Locked On Utes. Today's episode of Locked On Utes is brought to you by our friends at Game Time because you can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. That's all caps, no spaces, Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. My name is JT Wister, so former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department on today's show. Going all in on the Arizona State game, basically breaking down which Utes, I think, on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball are going to play well for Utah. And at the end, is talking about what a win over Arizona State would mean for Utah since they do want to get back in the winning column and avoid suffering what would be a third loss and a second consecutive loss, which this doesn't happen to this team in general. So starting with the offense, let's start with Bryson. I think Bryson's in for a pretty good game here. When I look at the Arizona State, team that's playing better football yes they had lost a lot going into their game against Washington State which they were able to emerge victorious from but if you look at it before that they were playing pretty good football and they were in a few games particularly against Washington and they weren't able to escape with the victory and I talked about earlier this week yes that game was a little bit of a fluky in terms of some of the turnovers Washington had but there's also a reason I believe Washington is one of the 10 best teams. I don't know if by the time the season ends, they'll be one of the five best teams because of some of their issues, but still, anytime you can play a top 10 team that close, you're doing something right. So this is where I think for, for Utah, they are in for a little bit of a challenge. But when I look at the strength of this Sun Devils defense, it does lie in the front seven. So we'll talk about what that means for the Utah rushing attack in a moment. But as it relates to Bryson, I think the key for Utah having a successful outing in terms of their passing offense is going to be a couple extra protections. I want, you know, Utah a lot of times does leave six in the box already. Haven't sent their running backs out a lot this season. Utah running backs, I think Sione Vaki, this is just off the top of my head, but it feels like as of recently, like Sione Vaki is the leader of the running backs in terms of receptions because just the other running backs have been used more to stay in and pass protect because whether it's blitz pickup, all those things, you want to give Bryson a little bit more time to operate. I'd also love to see Utah leaving a tight end in a lot, whether that's a Landon King to chip and then him go out or a Mickey Superdraga to kind of do the same thing. I think Utah should use a lot of seven-man protections in this game. Wildcats, no, Wildcats, excuse me. Sun Devils have a couple of very good pass rushers, so uh, not at the level maybe in Oregon, but still players capable of getting home. So that's why I just like to see Utah, you know, get get some help in there. There was some rough spots for the interior this past week. We know left tackle has been an up and down roller coaster for Utah all year, whether it's been Fano or Tongai. So that's where I expect to leave some extra guys in, protect Bryson. And I think we're going to see Bryson have a good game. I think we do see Bryson throw for over 200 yards. I'm almost tempted to go over 250, but at the moment I'll go with 230 yards for Bryson. I think Devon Vele has another really strong outing here. I think he goes over 70 yards receiving and we see Mikey Matthews and Money Parks each make a, a nice grab at some point throughout this game and uh, be fun to see Landon King get in the end zone again since he's already been able to do it twice and it'd be the second time if he did it inside Rice Eccles Stadium that he scored in this game too. So I think Bryson's in for a pretty good game and there a couple of receivers I think will play decently well for this Utah team too. And I just continue like seeing Landon King's role grow. I was critical of his blocking last week. And I think that's fair. If you watch, if you watch the film and turn it on that, you see there's a couple of missed blocks there from him, but 
Overall, I do think that this Utah passing attack will have a much stronger outing. They didn't be much more efficient. You know, Bryson did have some nice passes last game, but the passing game wasn't really present. I think this will be lots of long, methodical drives by the Utah offense because going back to the battle in the front seven, I do think Utah is going to have success running the ball in this one. I think that this Utah offensive line having the struggles they did last week at times against Oregon, whether it was losing their one-on-one matchups and or just assignments in the running game, letting linebackers come down and make plays before Utah could really get anything going on the ground. I think the offensive line is going to take that challenge. Personally, I think they're going to come back with a strong response in this game against Arizona State. I do expect the combination of Jaquindon Jackson. I think we'll see some Jalen Glover too. So Jaquindon Jackson, Jalen Glover, and Sione Vaki all to contribute. I think Sione has a good chance to get in the end zone in this one. I think Utah will continue to find creative ways to get him the ball as when you have someone that athletic, that's what you absolutely have to do. Jaquindon going to run over some guys, break a few tackles. I think he he's another candidate. I, I think Jaquindon goes over 100 yards. I'll say that. I think Jaquindon has another game over 100 yards on the ground. I think Jalen Glover has a nice over 40 yards on the ground. He'll have some tough runs mixed in there. And I think Sione is kind of a conversation. I, I uh, combination, excuse me. I expect Sione to go over 100 yards, but I could see like, 60 of those being on the ground and another 50 of those coming through the air. I think there will be different ways that uh, Utah will get Sione involved because, this, as I mentioned, Arizona State, they've done a good job run defense-wise, but this is the best rushing attack they will have faced. It's a rushing attack that is obviously frustrated based on how they performed last week, and this is a Utah team that is is going to be ready to go, and I think that we're going to see a really impressive performance from them on the offensive side of the ball. I think Andy Ludwig is going to come in with a creative game plan that is going to be ready to take on the, this Sun Devils team that give Kenny Dillingham a lot of credit and this defense as well. Arizona State actually recently just extended their defensive coordinator for the job that he's done, so I think this is a team that is capable of making some plays in Rice Eccles Stadium. I will not be surprised at all. I'll give my final score prediction at the end, and yes, not surprisingly, of course, I think Utah is going to win. But I think this is a team that's going to keep it close with Utah for a little bit. And I mentioned this earlier on my show this week, but I think back to games like the excuse me, the Arizona and the Stanford game from last year at inside Rice Eccles Stadium, where it was close after the first quarter. And we're like, what the heck, Utah? And then Utah looked like themselves for the majority of the rest of the game. I think this one could be very close at halftime with Utah pulling away in the second half. And I think a large reason for that will be some of these long drives, which don't allow Arizona state to get on the field. And I think the key is we're talking about more in the second segment too, is you make the sun devils fall behind. And that's where, you know, more of it's going to fall on the shoulders of their quarterback Borgay and Arizona state quarterbacks have more interceptions than touchdown passes. They do on the season. The strength of that team is their rushing attack with scatter bow. And I think that's where this Utah defense could have success because the offense will put them in a position to succeed with how they control the game clock. Would love to see Nate Johnson, you know, get some reps in at the end of this game. I don't know if Utah will lead by that much late. I do think Utah is going to cover the spread. You know, it was 11 and a half as of the time I checked last check, which was during yesterday's show. But yeah, I do think that Utah will be able to cover in this one. And I think it's a, it's a game where we'll really see them lean on the rushing attack. So final predictions for the rushing attack. I think Utah runs and throws for over 200 yards. I think Bryson has a nice bounce back performance. The offense in general. I mean, everyone in this game should have a bounce back performance for Utah because that was a team loss last week. You lost to a better team in the Oregon Ducks, but it was definitely a team loss for Utah. And I think one that they are definitely looking forward to getting back on the field and having the opportunity to correct because 
Oregon made them not play their best football. And I think even Utah, as much as Kyle Whittingham, you know, credited Oregon and everything they did. They know like we could have played better than we did last week. Do I think even if Utah played better, they still lose last week? Yes, but they could have played better, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. So that's where I'm excited to see how this Utah offense is going to perform in what will already be, gosh, their second to last game inside Rice Eccles Stadium of the season. Don't mean to make you guys sad by saying that it makes me sad a little bit thinking about it, but it's uh it's crazy. We're already at that point in the season, only four games to go. And, you know, Utah more than likely not making the Pac-12 championship. Would love to be surprised by that. Um, and any shot at doing so obviously starts with a victory against the Sun Devils. So we'll see if Utah can get it done on the offensive side of the ball. I think they're in for a pretty strong day. But how is the Utah defense going to do? Are they going to put this offense in a position to succeed with more turnovers? And is Jonah Ellis going to get more than two sacks? We're talking about that in one second. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music events, comedy shows, and theater events near you. They have great last-minute deals, all in prices, views for your seats, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. They have last-minute tickets on flash deals, zone deals. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And my personal favorite is the view from all seats in the venue. So you know what kind of vantage point you will have when you're per making your purchase and selection of seats. They have the low Lowest price guaranteed, even event cancellation and job loss protection. And that low price guarantee is the game time guaranteed. It means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section of row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So you guys need to download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on college. That's L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E. All caps, no spaces for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I also want to talk to you about another sponsor in today's episode of Locked on Utes. It's our friends at UCCU. Learn and earn the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become more financially literate, but parents, they don't always know the answers. Learn and earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that can occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learn and earn is inside the UCCU mobile so you can play it anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn, and the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. All right, let's talk about the defense. I think this is another game where the defense could have a lot of success because, look, Arizona State offensively has not been super impressive this season, and I think as I mentioned, I think I like what Scadabo does. I think he can make defenders miss. But offensive line for the Sun Devils, solid, not outstanding. Receivers, I like Badger on the outside. I think he's a legit guy who's capable of making plays and doing some really nice things. But, yeah, Badger and Scadabo, and so much of Badger's production, of course, is always going to be dependent on how Borgay plays their quarterback. And I think Borgay is going to probably – I think there will be a time in this game where Badger, Badger breaks free and he's running free in the open field and – I think Borgay is going to miss. And that's something we've seen happen a few times this season, right, for this Utah defensive backs. Because I do think this Utah, the Utah corners, everything, they're a really good unit. But they've gotten beat, beat at times because just in general with all the passing attacks you're going to play and how potent they are, that's, that's going to happen at times. And even though this isn't the most potent passing attack, when you have a really good player like Badger, he's going to be able to win against Amaya Vaughn, whether it's JT Broughton or, of course, Miles Battle on the outside because he's just that caliber of a player. So I don't And I don't think there's any shame in 
losing a rep or two to him like that. Just big plays in general happen. And I know Utah gives up a big play rate a little more than some other people based on some stats, but I'll, I'll take giving up a couple big plays if you don't score a lot of points. And once again, the only team to score over 15 points in Rice Eccles Stadium this season is the Oregon Ducks. Probably one of the four best teams in college football right now. I know regardless of record and everything like that, obviously Washington has to be ahead of them, but just look at how they're playing recently. I don't think there's any debate that Oregon is the better team at the moment. So yeah, looking at this one, I think the Utah defense is in for a strong performance. I think Utah will pack the box and I think they will. And Utah is also a much stronger tackling team than most of the Pac-12 teams that Arizona State has played. So even though Scatterbow probably will break a couple tackles in this game, I think Utah missed 11 tackles last game. I expect that number to be under eight in this one. I think this is where we'll see Utah really do a good job executing in terms of wrapping up and bringing down. And speaking of, you know, those missed tackles, part of that, a lot of that's been on the secondary, whether it was, you know, last week, Cole Bishop, Sione Vaki struggled with it a little bit. I'm not worried about them. But JT Broughton and a couple of the corners, that has been a theme throughout the season where they've missed a few tackles. They got to be strong tackling on the edge because, you know, swing passes are all the rage in college football right now, especially setting up those wide receiver screens on the outside. I think that they'll, I think Kenny Dillingham, who's used that a lot this season because he likes his athletes on the outside is going to try to exploit. And obviously when you don't have great quarterback play, you're going to try to do things in the short passing game to not have to stretch the field too far and risk turning the ball over. That's where I think we're going to see a lot of those short screen passes and everything of that sort of nature. Utah needs to be strong tackling and Utah has done a good job blowing up those receivers, trying to block to force those negative plays. They did that against USC. I think they'll do that against Arizona state, but they got to be locked in and make sure when they get those opportunities to get tackles that they're able to bring them down because both Scatterbo, Badger and some of the other players they got are capable of breaking those tackles and making plays in into the secondary even so utah's got to be sharp and strong there and i think they will be i think utah packs the box like i said i think they hold scatabo under 100 yards rushing because throughout the season that's what they've done even though bucky irving played well he didn't cross 100 yards last week so credit the utah defense for that and you know for as who plays well in this game for utah I do think because Utah is going to have success forcing three and outs early because of how good this defense is, they'll stop the run. And on third down, they do a pretty good job getting on the field outside of the Oregon game. I think this is when we're going to see the Utah offense get off to a pretty solid start. And I can see Arizona State moving the ball early, maybe scoring one, maybe it's close. But I think especially as the game gets settled in, I think Utah will begin to build that separation. Arizona State will feel that pressure to air it out. And that's where Badger's going to get himself in trouble. And I think Jonah Ellis is going to get home for two sacks in this one. I just think the very, I talk about it all the time, but the multiple ways he can win, whether with speed, power, his hands, one of the, I think the best spin move in college football right now. I haven't watched every defensive end, so I'm sure I could be proven wrong by that, but Man, it's he's just a technical and elite pass rusher that I love watching go to work. I think Utah gets over three sacks in this one. I, I think the third one comes off a blitz. It's one I could see Cole Bishop maybe getting home if Utah did something creative there and always could see a Connor O'Toole or Van Fillinger getting in. But as of right now, I'll go Bishop breaking in on the sack. As for who leads Utah in tackles, I think this one was to Demuni lead Utah in tackles. I think he was he was fine last week. I and mean, once again, none of the Utah defense really had a great game when you give up over 35 points. And Oregon made them look that way. I've talked about how that was so the lowest point total the Ducks have scored on the season. So there was some good things Utah still did in the second half. But Oregon obviously did take their foot off the gas pedal a little bit based on how much they were leading by in the contest. So that does have to carry some weight in it when breaking this one down. But yeah, I do think that this Utah defense is in for a bounce back performance. I think Demuni will do a good job, you know, shooting through gaps, finding those lanes and executing and bringing down Scadabo and some of the other top backs. The linebackers have been really good at tackling this season. This is a far cry from the Utah defense that very much so struggled against that in that aspect against the Florida Gators going all the way back to the start of the 2022 season. This defense rarely misses tackles. As I said, even last week, they only missed 11. And I think the Utah front seven's in for a good game. Junior Tafuna, Keanu Tanuvasa, David Fotu, Samote Peppa, that rotation of defense 
defensive tackles. They're going to step up here for Utah. Aliki Vaimahi in that group as well and do a good job holding the Arizona State rushing attack in check. Utah defensive ends do a good job setting the edge. And they did at times against Oregon. They just weren't able to set it wide enough so that Irving was still able to bounce it to the outside. But once again, this or that Oregon offensive line better than the Arizona State one. And Irving is better than Scatabo, probably. Yeah, he is. Scatabo is really good, though. I really like his game. Shout out, Big Sky. Um, yeah, so this is one where I think that the Utah defense is able to hold a rushing attack in check. And I mentioned I turnovers. I do think Utah forces, too. I forgot to bring this up with Jonah Ellis. I think one of Jonah Ellis's sacks is going to be a strip sack. I think that'll be a big play that Utah makes in this one. And I think the other one that they'll make is going to be an interception. I would love to see Sione Vaki get another pick, and I think that's what's going to happen here as he continues. He scores an offensive and defensive touchdown. I would. I can't even imagine the last time someone did that. Maybe I'm forgetting an obvious example, but I don't think Travis Hunter's done that in the game. He hasn't had a pick six. He scored touchdowns. He just hasn't had a pick six, and he's intercepted passes, but not a pick six and a touchdown. So on offense. So that's where I think that Utah is going to have some defensive success in this contest. I think we're going to see a good game. I think that Utah, you know, we're going to talk about what the win would mean for Utah in a second second, but let's just dive into the prediction right now. I think that Utah is going to get a win in this game. I think we're going to see maybe be a little close early on, but I think even though Arizona State at times might be able to have a little bit of success rushing the ball, might make a few plays with some receivers at times just because it's happened throughout the season. I think overall in the totality of the game, Utah defense plays well. Arizona State keeps it close a little early on, but I think they only score 13 points in early touchdown and they're held to some field goals as the contest wears on. And I think we will see the Utah offense do enough to get them the win. I think this is the kind of game where even though Arizona State has some plays, players defensively, Utah finds a way to get it done. And I'm going to take Utah to win 24 13 or actually not 24 13 excuse me i'm gonna go 27 as i was reading my score prediction wrong i'm gonna go 27 13 in favor of utah getting a bounce back win in front of the great crowd that is just the utah fans the must and i'm excited to see it happen because i do think i'd be surprised if kyle whittingham and co lose this game it's just not a game that his teams usually lose kenny dillingham doing some great things I like the creativity on offense he's going to present a good challenge for utah but their execution on the offensive defensive ball is going to be high and look for utah to build some momentum going into a very 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 tough game next week as they have to go and play washington and a lot will be on the line for the huskies and they'll have they're coming off a tough game of their own they take on usc this saturday so i'm curious to see how that one will end up playing out for them but um even if they lose, they'll still be alive in the Pac-12 race, and I expect them to give Utah everything they got the following week. So it'll be good for Utah to build some offensive momentum going into one of the tougher road environments they have to play on the season. So that's going to do it for game predictions here. But I do want to talk about what this win would mean for Utah, and also Utah landing a pretty good recruit, a four-star in basketball. That's what we're going to be diving into in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than two to six player stat projections and watch those winnings roll in. With basketball season here, you can also now pick combo projections across football and basketball from sports. From the specials, leagues, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. Lots of great action. And Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entire stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return for the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports app form with injury insurance policy. 
And with PrizePix, you can go to prizepix.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, go to prizepix.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. All righty, coming in to close this one out. Talking about what this win would mean for Utah. This win would allow Utah to reach seven wins. They just, they're not a team that loses back-to-back. And I think when we look back on this Utah season, this is the kind of game where I want – this is the last game. Okay, the Colorado one probably just because of how bad the Buffs offense – I mean offense. They are they are in the trenches just overall on both sides of the ball, as, as Deion Sanders would be the first to tell you, as I like to always point out. But this is one to me where I think Utah should win and needs to win because it, it's a clearer team that they're better than them. Going to Arizona in two weeks, that'll be in three weeks, that'll be tough. Going to Washington, incredibly tough. And, you know, Colorado being the final one, they should win. But this is, I think, after this season, if Utah finished at nine and three with all the injuries they had and their only losses were to Oregon State, Washington, and then you look back on it and say, Oregon, that's that's a really success. That's an unreal season. I think even if they're eight and four, still a very successful season. And, you know, you only get to eight and four if you beat a team like Arizona state, because if you drop, I would just be surprised if Utah lost Arizona state, lost to Washington. And, you know, then the momentum would just be so South. I don't know if they would beat Arizona and maybe, and maybe in some crazy world, even Colorado comes in and Dion's final game of the season. Although I don't expect coach Witt's team to drop that last game, but if the momentum's trending in the negative direction with all the injuries and Utah throws in the towel, that's what could happen. That's what happens with some, teams. it's not going to happen to Utah. They don't throw in the towel, but some teams and some programs, that is how it plays out a lot of the time for them. So yeah, in this one, I'm expecting Utah to execute and take care of business, and I do think Utah gets a win, and that win allows them to still technically stay alive in the Pac-12 championship game race, but more importantly, just continue to remain one of the elite programs in college football. I would love to see this Utah team finish the season ranked in the top 25 because i more than likely going to lose to Washington, and I think they should. If they take care of business that last week against Colorado, you know, hopefully take care of business against Arizona too, Arizona State, still finish the season 3-1 and one with some tough teams on tough teams on the docket, whether it's Colorado's offense or, you know, Arizona just in general with what five feet has been able to accomplish. I, I think that would be really good for this Utah team to be able to close the season on a high note. And that starts with getting a win and back on track against Arizona state. So just continuing to remain one of the elite programs in college football, even when you're having a down year, because you could also have a down year and be like, I'm sorry to throw them under the bus because Dabo's been going through a lot this week based on some radio hosts, but like a Clemson where they are, Clemson is four and four right now, you know, really having their challenges and struggles versus you get a Utah team that despite the injuries continues to find ways to win and they really don't lose to teams that are much worse than them. And I don't expect Utah to drop this one either. So that was what a win would really mean for Utah, just continuing to prove why despite the injuries and despite what happens, doesn't matter, next man up mentality. They are one of the college football programs currently right now in the sport. Last thing, Utah recruiting, Utah lands Jackson Johnson, four-star out of Alta High School. Huge get for Craig Smith and co. Uh, massive four-star commit. I think the first one that he has landed, you guys can correct me that if I'm wrong, in the four-star category. Actually, maybe Cabo was a four-star too. So I will go second four-star. I believe that he's landed now that I talk about it out loud. But, you know, Johnson's a guy I actually got a chance to watch him a little bit back when uh, a couple years ago, and his games only kind of continued to grow from there. Uh, I think this is a huge get a guy with that size skill shooting ability to that's where I think that, uh, you know, it makes sense that teams like USC were interested in Jackson Johnson. And I'm excited that he's going to be staying in Salt Lake city, huge commit. And a guy I'm excited to see ball out at not just all to this season, but in the future is going to be balling out and making plays inside rice Eccles stadium. And, you know, the first huge recruit they've landed for the future as it pertains to what we're going to see Utah doing the big 12. So 
I'm excited to see the impact Jackson will make once he steps on campus. But men's basketball team, women's basketball team, and of course those programs getting their season underway, Utah football in the full swing. It's a great time to subscribe to Locked On Utes. Hope you guys are, and appreciate all of you who do listen to the end of these shows. Let me know your predictions below. Which Utah Utes do you think are in for a big game? What did you think of Utah landing Jackson Johnson? All of that and more. Would love to hear from you guys in the comments. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back with you on Sunday, reacting to what happened against Arizona State. And even though this could turn into a bad clipping, I think it's going to be a positive reaction show for Utah. We look forward to seeing you then. Have a fantastic weekend.